Good morning, everyone. My name's Jose. I'm a student minister here at St. Michael's. Uh, it's a great joy to be with all of you this morning and to be digging into God's Word together. Let me pray before we start. Uh, dear Lord, your Word is so full of so many big encouragements and so many big challenges. And so, Lord, today we pray that you help us to know and understand what you're saying to us so that we'll keep living for you and not for ourselves. And we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, To start today, I want you to imagine that you're really upset. It's 2am in the morning and your neighbours next door, they're being really, really rowdy. Um, They're keeping you awake with their terrible music. And for some reason, one of them just keeps revving his car again and again. You already asked them to be quiet at 10pm and then you ask them again at midnight. Your body and mind are, are gripped with tiredness and anger. And so finally you knock on the door again. And then a young punk, he opens the door and you find the energy to say, please, please be quiet. We all need to sleep. How would you feel if they said, turn that frown upside down? Or, don't worry, be happy. Or put a smile on your dial. And my favourite, don't be upsetty, eat some spaghetti. I imagine that wouldn't help at all. Uh, Phrases like don't worry, just be happy, they can seem so unhelpful and silly. Uh, We can think, yes, yes, uh, I don't want to worry, I really do want to be happy, but I can't, I can't just flick a switch and be happy now. And I wonder if we can feel a bit similar when we read the Bible and it says, sing to the Lord a new song, or shout for joy to the Lord. But the psalm we've read, it's not like that. It's not an unhelpful and empty saying like, turn that frown upside down. It's a deep encouragement and invitation to sing for joy to the Lord. And as we explore Psalm 98 this morning, we should see that we sing for joy because God saves. Our first point is sing for joy to the Lord. And verse 1 says, sing to the Lord a new song. Why sing a new song? Well, people write new songs when they want to express their love for someone. Uh, Christians write new songs when they want to express their love for God. And we sing old songs to express our love for God as well. And this psalm, it's inviting everyone to sing a new song because there's a renewed reason to sing and to praise God. But when this psalm was written, God's chosen people were the nation of Israel. And often over the history of Israel, a new song was a hymn of victory. And Psalm 98, it's calling for a new song because God has won the battle. He saved his people from their enemies. And the Psalms, they helped Israel to sing and pray to God. And now as you read the Psalms today in God's word, they help us to sing and pray to God. And we see in Psalm 98 that we should also sing with great joy. We read from verse 4, it says, Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Burst into jubilant song with music. Make music to the Lord with the harp, 
with the harp and the sound of singing, with trumpets and the blast of the ram's horn, shout for joy before the Lord, the King. This is the sense that God's people can't help but sing and burst out for joy and song with jubilation. It's praise, it's vocal, it's musical and it's full of joy. And it also says we should sing with all of creation. Verses 7 and 8 say, Let the sea resound in everything in it, the world and all who live in it. Let the rivers clap their hands, let the mountains sing together for joy. Now how can the, how can the sea, the rivers, the mountains, how can they sing for joy? How can they rejoice? They don't, they don't feel joy in the way that we do. But they certainly give praise to God, their creator. The power of the sea, the beautiful flow of the rivers, the greatness of the mountains, they give praise to the power and the majesty and goodness of God. Verse 7 says, All who live in the world are invited to sing for joy to God. It's not just the charismatic Christians, it's not just people who trust Jesus, it's not just religious people, but all in the world are invited to sing to God, to give him praise and glory. All people are invited to worship the one true God. And this was a big challenge for the Israelites because they would have seen everyone else beside them as sinful and far away from God. They would have seen them as undeserving of knowing and worshipping God. But today, for so many of us who aren't Israelites, this invitation is good news. All of us are invited to worship the one true God and to shout for joy because God is good and loving and faithful. Shout for joy before the Lord, the King. Praising God with jubilation and joy. Is that how we praise God at church? Is that how we sing in our lives? Are we full of joy? Maybe you struggle to sing or you struggle to sing with joy. Um, You struggle to sing because you don't think you're a good singer or you don't like singing. Singing, especially as we're gathered here at church, it really is important. Uh, It engages our feelings and emotions in a different way to listening or speaking. But we know some of us can't sing in tune. Despite that, our ability to sing shouldn't stop us from singing with joy. Whether we like the music or not, or whether we like singing or not, we need to focus on the God we're singing to. Not on ourselves, but on God and his love and faithfulness. One of my old ministers, he used to sing in every tune, except the tune the song was actually in. In other words, he was just a really bad singer. But he was a joyful singer. And his joyful singing encouraged the rest of us to sing with joy. And our great God gives us every reason to sing for joy to him. And that's our second point. Sing for joy because God saves. Sing for joy because God saves. Why should we sing to the Lord? We read in verse 1, He has done marvellous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. What marvellous things? Uh, For the psalmist in Israel, one of the most marvellous things was God freeing them from slavery in Egypt. 
And just one part of that was when God divided the sea so the Israelites could walk away from Egypt to safety. That's marvellous. He defeated their enemies and gave them a home in the promised land, the promised land that he promised to their forefather Abraham many years before that. This is what the psalmist is talking about in verse 3. He has remembered his love and his faithfulness to Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. We see that God's love and his faithfulness are not a secret. Verse 2 adds, The Lord has made his salvation known and revealed his righteousness to the nations. When God freed Israel from slavery and when he defeated their much more powerful enemies, all the nations saw how God was with them. They could see God's love and faithfulness to his people. He miraculously saved and blessed them. This revealed God's love and faithfulness. And we should also see, because the Lord God is king. Uh, He's the one true God of the universe. In in verse 6 we read, Shout for joy before the Lord, the King. Because God is King, I must worship Him. It, It is right to worship Him. But it's not just right to worship God because of his authority. It's also so good to worship God because of his great love, his, his faithfulness, his righteousness and his justice. And this makes me to really want to worship God because he's the most kind and best master and king I could ever have. The psalmist world was full of weak and unkind rulers, and weak and unkind false gods. But God's victory and his rule bring great hope to people who are suffering under authorities that are violent and selfish and impossible to trust. And God's victory and rule also bring great hope to us today. We and the people around us suffer when we worship weak and unkind false gods. We worship unkind false gods like our physical appearance, or power, chasing power and influence, or chasing money and having lots of stuff, or trying to have the perfect relationships. All these things are weak and unkind gods if we worship them and put them first. If we put them first, they will chew us up and spit us out. They will always leave us disappointed. But God's victory and rule bring great hope because God is strong and powerful and in control and he's good and kind and loving and faithful. We should sing because God saves. But verse 9 might come as an uncomfortable surprise for us. It says, let them sing before the Lord for he comes to judge the earth. He would judge the world in righteousness, and the peoples with equity. Verse 9 says we can sing for joy because God will judge the whole world. And God's judgment means his victory over evil. Ever since sin entered the world, we've all suffered the terrible consequences. History is filled with war crimes, genocides, and human trafficking. And it's not just history, we know that. The news tells us that our world today is full of evil. Some of you have seen evil up close. 
Some of you are crying out for God's ultimate defeat of wickedness and evil. And so maybe we struggle to sing because we're suffering. Life's really hard, so we're angry or we're sad or we've lost hope. And God's Word, the Bible, it tells us we can still have joy even in our struggles because life is full of struggle. Joy, joy isn't just a shallow happiness. Joy is a deep confidence and hope and trust in God and His goodness. We can have confidence, hope and trust in God even when our life is full of sadness and pain. And some of us know that our joy in God grows most when we're suffering. A true joy in God comes from knowing that he sees our struggles and knowing that as we're struggling, he's caring for us and loving us even when life feels terrible. And true joy trusts that one day God will wipe out all sin and evil. True joy is looking forward to that day to really celebrate. We celebrate because God's judgment will bring perfect justice. And God's justice is much better than the justice I or you or the best courts in the world could achieve. God's judgment is about more than just punishment. It's about renewal and restoration. Renewal and restoration. It's about the renewal of our bodies and relationships. No more cancer, no more sore joints, no more tears and arguments. It's about the renewal of nature. Uh, No more tsunamis, no more bushfires, no more natural disasters. God invites all people to know him personally and to have a restored, a perfect relationship with him, to have peace with God, our creator. And God promises renewal and restoration for all he has made, all of creation. God's judgment will end evil once and for all and God's judgment will bring renewal and restoration. So all people in all creation can sing for joy to God for his perfect judgment and justice. This psalm isn't just telling us to be happy. It isn't just saying, put a smile on your dial. No, this psalm is saying, set your heart on God. Look at all the wonderful things he has done. Remember his big and huge promises. Know that in our world, that's so full of evil pain and sadness, God will save his people and end all the pain. So sing to the Lord a new song. Shout for joy to the Lord. We sing for joy because God saves. The Psalms have helped God's people sing and worship God for thousands of years and today we have an even clearer picture of how God saves. Tonight we're singing Christmas carols with our community and we want everyone to know that we sing for joy because God saves through Jesus. That's our third point. Sing for joy because God saves through Jesus. We read from Luke chapter 1 before, 
Uh, and Luke chapter 1, it's fast-forwarding around a thousand years from when Psalm 98 was written. And, and the scene is Zechariah, the father of John the Baptist. Zechariah had spent months not being able to speak. Uh, first, he, he didn't believe God's promise that God would give him and his wife a son, so he was prevented from speaking until after his son was born. And so finally, a week after his son was born, Zechariah could finally speak again. What was the first thing that came out of his mouth? It wasn't relief at being able to speak again. It wasn't love for his wife who gave him a baby boy. It wasn't happiness over his baby boy. Verse 64 we read, Immediately his mouth was opened and his tongue set free and he began to speak, praising God. And then he sings a new song to the Lord, starting in verse 68. Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has come to his people and redeemed them. He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he said through his holy prophets of long ago. Salvation from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, to show mercy to our ancestors and to remember his holy covenant, the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to rescue us from the hand of our enemies and to enable us to serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. Zechariah bursts out in joy to God. He sings of how God has come and redeemed his people. God has brought salvation and rescue from their enemies. And God has shown his people mercy because he is faithful to his promises. Zechariah sings for joy because God saves You might know the show Bondi Rescue which follows the Bondi lifeguards uh, as they protect people at the beach. Often people need rescuing from drowning at the beach. And when they're saved from drowning, they say thank you to the lifeguard that saved them. This is Alan thanking Hoppo for saving his life. But how much more can we thank God for saving us from eternal death through Jesus. Uh, Not just saving us so that we can enjoy a few more lives, a few more years of life in this broken world, but saving us so we can live forever in his renewed and perfect world. Lifeguards save us when we're struggling to breathe and death is staring us right in the face. And Jesus, he offers to save us from eternal death. This eternal death, it seems far away. But it's coming for everyone who won't accept Jesus' offer to save them from sin and death. Jesus wants to rescue you. Imagine you've been taken out by the surf and the waves keep crashing over you and you're down to your last breaths. If Jesus came out on his jet ski and put out his hand for you to grab, what would you do? Would you scream out to him, I I can save myself, I'm a good person, I I care for my family, I help my neighbours. No. No. You just have to grab onto Jesus' hands and let him rescue you. 
Or maybe you're ashamed of your life. Would you say, Jesus, my life is a train wreck. I've hurt so many people. I don't deserve your love. Just leave me to die here. Jesus isn't asking you to be good enough for his love. You just have to grab onto Jesus' hand and let him rescue you. I know I deserve eternal punishment for my sin and rebellion against God. I deserve to drown and die in my sin. But Jesus has invited me and all of us to accept his rescue, his free gift of forgiveness and eternal life. If you don't trust Jesus to save you, please, please trust Jesus today. You can say sorry to God for your sin and rebellion against him. You can say thank you to him for sending Jesus to rescue you from sin and death. You can ask God to help you to live with him as your king today. We rejoiced as we saw Amelia show how she has accepted Jesus' rescue today. If you would like to accept accept Jesus' rescue today and receive God's gift of eternal life, That is so good. Uh, That's something to celebrate. Uh, uh, Please talk to me or Mitch or a Christian friend today. We will sing for joy with you because God saves through Jesus. Uh, It would be a beautiful, a wonderful, incredible thing if all of us were truly singing for joy to God in our lives. Sing for joy because God is good and faithful. Sing for joy because God saves. If we're all truly singing for joy to God, this would help our own joy to grow and grow, uh, our confidence and hope and trust in God to grow bigger and bigger. And truly singing for joy to God would attract others to God. Our genuine joy would be an attractive invitation for others to know God and worship him and join us and sing into joy for him. We can tell others the good news of Jesus with our words and we can persuade them to have a restored and renewed relationship with him with our joyful praise to God. Over the next few weeks, particularly over Christmas, people will ask you, how are you going? How have you been? How can you answer them with joy because of God's goodness to you. God has has shown his love and faithfulness to me in so many ways. And so as I talk to my cousins this Christmas, I can say, I'm so thankful for how God has given Jess and I everything we need and so much more this year. Uh, Moving to Balambi has been wonderful. Our neighbours are so lovely. We can see so many ways that we can serve God and love others in the place that he has put us. And we can show our joy in God when we're struggling, 
Earlier last year, if someone asked how I was going, I would say something like this. I'm not. I'm not great. But God has shown me his love and care in so many ways. Uh, he's, he's teaching me so many things and he's, he's growing me lots. So I will keep trusting him. How can you sing for joy to God to invite others to know God and worship God with you? Let's think and talk about this together and let's help each other sing for joy because God saves. Please pray with me. Dear God, thank you so much for your love and faithfulness. Uh, we We pray that you would help us to sing for joy to you as king over everyone. because you you will righteously judge the whole world. And please, help us to trust Jesus to save us and help us to sing with all your people for your goodness to us so that we might invite everyone to sing for joy to you with us. And we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.